Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, time to talk Timberwolves basketball. Jim Peterson does just an outstanding job of color commentary for the Minnesota Timberwolves. And, Jim, we first of all, we appreciate you joining us. I'm going to start by asking you the same question that a caller asked Sid Hartman about seven minutes ago when we've had a lot of guests this morning talking about 1980 and the U.S. victory and the miracle on ice. The caller asked, which would be a bigger miracle, the U.S. beating the Russians in hockey or the Timberwolves winning an NBA championship? <laughs> Oh, Don't you chuckle, Jim. <laughs> uh, the Timberwolves winning a championship, I think, is would be a bigger deal. I think that just, you know, it's just so hard now. You know, you got to get those transcendent players. And unless you, unless you have one of them, unless you have, you know, a Jordan or LeBron James or Kobe Bryant, um, you know, you're able to put together a team. I mean, obviously Boston won theirs when KG was traded from Minnesota. I mean, you know, I don't think Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen would be considered, like, on that superstar level of carrying a team. Paul Pierce is pretty close, but, um, you know, the Detroit Pistons won one in 2004, actually the year that the Wolves could have won one that year. Had Sam Cassell not gotten hurt, I still think the, the Wolves could have could have won that year that, that Detroit won it with Chauncey Billups and Ben Wallace and Rasheed Wallace, um, that team. I think Minnesota could have won that year, but um, had Sam not gotten hurt. But it's just such a different game now. It's so weird, like, you know, the way the game is changing so much. And, um, you know, obviously the Wolves have a transcendent player, Carl Anthony Towns, and now with D'Angelo Russell, uh, you've got to add that third piece. So if you're going to try to win a championship. How think, do you think this trade works out so far? It's a good question, Sid. You know, I think that um, – I think Gerson was kind of handed um, a, a difficult roster to kind of have to remake. I think that, you know, obviously uh, Tibbs, you know, brought in Jimmy Butler and, and he had to, you know, sort of mortgage the future in order to get Jimmy into the fold and then wasn't able to resign him and keep him here. So, you know, when you trade away a Zach Levine, you give up, you know, a Chris Dunn, which is who was a fifth pick of the draft. And Really, you know, we're playing Denver today. And when I, whenever we play Denver, I always think of Jamal Murray because uh, when Tibbs was here, and you know, he had that pick that could have been uh, Jamal Murray. He picked uh, Chris Dunn instead. I mean, that was a killer because um, it, you, know, you trade Zach Levine, what could have been Jamal Murray, and then you trade away the seventh pick of the draft, you know, in Laurie Markkinen to get Jimmy Butler, and then Jimmy doesn't stay. Um, it's just really tough. And so then, you know, you're kind of left with this roster and Gerson comes in and, you know, kind of revamps how Minnesota plays, makes them a modern team. Uh, the roster composition wasn't great at the beginning of the season to play that way. 
And so then, you know, Gerson is smart. You know, he's trying to make changes. So he brings in, I really am a big fan of Malik Beasley. I think, you know, as much as all these moves that were made at the trade deadline, I think getting Malik Beasley was one of the best moves just because he plays the way you want to play. He shoots a three. He plays great in transition, gets to the rim, can put the ball on the deck. He's a tough defender. Um, the Nuggets weren't able to resign him. They Nuggets offered him a three-year, $33 million contract. So Malik Beasley turned down $11 million a year. So the Nuggets felt like they couldn't resign him, you know, with the, with the current salary structure that they have. So they, you know, were willing to trade him. Um, and so now it's up to Gerson Rosas to try to re-sign Malik, which I think he could be a piece of a championship-level team. So I think getting him was good. Wancho, Hernan Gomez, um, I think Wancho is probably a backup. I think he's a good player. Um, I think he's got value. You don't want to overpay for him if you if you don't have to. So I think that was a good acquisition. I think James Johnson was a good acquisition. I think he's a better small ball four. He can play the five as well, so he's versatile. Um, I think that getting, you know, um, um, D'Angelo Russell was, you know, they, they, it's just difficult to get top level point guards. It's you know, in free agency, you're probably not going to get top level free agents to come to Minnesota. So you've got to try to make a deal. And the fact of the matter is, is that D'Angelo Russell wants to be in Minnesota. And as you guys all know, big time, all three of you know, more than most about how important it is to get athletes that want to play in the market you know, that aren't here as mercenaries that aren't being overpaid to be here that want to be here in place. So to have D'Angelo here, I thought Gerson did a great job. So it's about stepping stones. It's about, and Sid, you did this years ago, you know, when you did a great job with the Minnesota Lakers, you know, it's about acquiring assets and then upgrading those assets along the way, trying to use them as a stepping stone to get to another place. So I think that, you know, Gerson has got a great vision. I think he under, he really understands where he wants to go and how he wants to play and how he wants to get there. He he, he learned so well down in Houston. So I think to answer your question, I said I thought that Gerson did a great job at the trade deadline, uh, acquiring assets and getting better along the way. And we're all kind of quietly, Jim, as you know, comparing the Rosas era to the Hartman era, and and seeing how that book gets written. And I, you know, it's going to be interesting to see who can maneuver. In this thing. Now, I got a different one for you off the beaten path. Gophers play yeah. Northwestern today. You're a former Gopher, and your son played for Northwestern. A, yeah. Northwestern hasn't been able since your son's team took him to the NCAA tournament. I thought that might be a stepping stone. That hasn't happened for them. I'm surprised about that. You know, Chris Collins is a, is a really good coach. Um, you know, I, I thought that Chris was going to be able to recruit, and he has. I think he's got a good recruiting class coming in, but they haven't been able to sustain and uh, maintain sort of that level. And uh, Northwestern had some success at Williams Arena. I'm I'm really hoping that the Gophers can finish strong here because I really like Richard Pitino a lot. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with uh, with Daniel Oturo. But, uh, you know, he looks like he's uh, – I mean, just looking at some of the mock drafts um, with him, Daniel looks like he <laughs> – has really improved his hmm. stock big time. He's looking like a – I mean, some of the mock drafts I've seen him as high as seven. So um, it's going to be, I think, difficult to keep him around much longer. But, you know, you got to – and this is what, you know, Sid, hey, I remember when, you know, coming out of high school, 
you know, Sid, Maxie, you remember this. Sid had a lot of power back then. Sid would influence Minnesota players to stay in Minnesota. All the good, good Minnesota players stayed in Minnesota. Oh, and if you came from St. Louis Park, Bob Stein said that he sat on the <laughs> on the living room, said, you're not going anywhere. Murray Warmass sent me here. And, and to get you, did he do the same for you? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it was it was one of those things where, you know, you wanted to stay and play at Minnesota. I think that Jim Dutcher did a great job. I think Muss you know, kind of started a little bit by getting Oberding and um, others. But um, I think I think Jim Dutcher did the best job of keeping Minnesota players here. You know, and I think that, you know, back back in those days, too, Sid was just like a, such a proponent, and he still is, obviously. But, um, you know, you want to you want to you, you stay in Minnesota. And, 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 you know, had I not stayed at Minnesota, I wouldn't be in the position I am now. I mean, a lot of the reasons why I'm the TV analyst for the Minnesota Timberwolves is because of my relationship with the University of Minnesota. And Kevin McHale and Flip Saunders, um, so you know Sid was right. You know, you you come to Minnesota, you you can you can you know build a career in Minnesota. And I think a lot of guys have stayed in it. You know, go for land because of it. And um, I just hope that 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 whoever, like you know Richard Pitino, whoever, I just think that you know along the way, and, and I think you guys know this too. Like I just don't think enough of these uh, co- these NBA coaches or college coaches that have been here with the Gophers have respected Minnesota kids. I don't think they've, I don't think they've gone after them and recruited them hard enough. You know, I think that, you know, Tubby, Tubby had a chance to keep Sanjay, you know, my son at Minnesota and, you know, he, Sanjay would have been a perfect player to have on the team, you know, a grinder, a student, you know, got to do the right thing. Um, you know, there's a lot of kids that Minnesota is a hotbed now. It's been a hotbed for 20 years and to go out and try to hunt for McDonald's all Americans when, um, you know, you could have these great Minnesota kids, um, you know, I mean, just think about Jordan Taylor, think about John Luer, just like you can go, you could line and verse of guys that have, Oh my you know, gosh, you go down the line, it's unbelievable. So, so I just think that, you know, you, you got to recruit the state of Minnesota. And, uh, I, I just think that I'm just looking forward to that happening at some point. Jim, do, do Minnesota kids feel not wanted enough, or what? What is it? I mean, are they not offered? Or because you're, you're right. I mean, you look at they, that year when they got coffee and uh, and they got the three kids last year with Galshira, Mercer, and Oturo. But you know, by and large, there's a lot of kids going elsewhere. Does it start early, or can you put your finger on it? I think you got to start early. I think you got to build these relationships with these AAU coaches and programs, and you got to bring these kids in and make them feel wanted. I mean, it's it's um. Dave, it's 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 a complicated situation, but I just think that you know if you don't have these relationships, I think that you know the people that are that are sort of you know influencing these kids, you know, um, you know, I don't think they feel like there's a connection with the Minnesota, with the Minnesota program. So, um, you know, I I I just talked with Dave Homer the other day. You know, his son Chet is a pretty big recruit, right? Um, and um, I just I just think that you've got to give those kids as much as much attention as possible. You know, I mean, um, I just don't like seeing uh, a, a Jalen Suggs going to Gonzaga. You know, some of it is, some of it is, you know, summertime stuff and some of it's political. I think that, you know, you build these relationships with, with uh, AAU relationships and it can kind of get out of hand a little bit in terms of where they go. But um, I don't know. It just, it's just one, it's been, it's one of my pet peeves, one of my pet peeves, you know, I think that Minnesota Minnesota coaches since since Jim Dutcher has not been the coach at Minnesota. I think has not always recruited the state as hard as they could, and I think that 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 has to change. Jim Sid's got another question. Sid, go ahead. Jim Peterson, do you think that us 
Coach will keep his job. Oh, an easy question. Which coach are you talking about now, huh? Timberwolves or Gophers? Who, yeah, who are you talking about, Patino? I'm talking about Saunders. Oh, oh Saunders, Ryan okay. Saunders. okay. Ryan Saunders. I think Ryan's done a really good job. I think that um, i got to tell you, um, just going to practice each and every day and going to shoot-arounds, um, even when they were losing 11 games in a row and 13 games in a row, the energy and the positivity was 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 there. And so <clears throat> Ryan's not <clears throat> putting together the roster. Ryan doesn't have the, the the horses to be able to win. I think that when you when you look at the job that he's done, the way that he kept guys motivated, the way that these guys want to play for him, that speaks volumes, even in a losing situation. So, you know, Ryan's got a contract. I think that he's going to be able to, you know, they're going to get better at the end of this year. They're going to get better in the draft. They're going to get better in free agency. You're going to have you're going to have a better improved roster next year. Ryan's going to have to obviously prove that he can win basketball games. So, I mean, like that's, that's incumbent upon everybody, but just from what I've seen, he's such a smart basketball mind. Like he's, um, he's just a, a real positive hard worker. And I think that that's going to trump a lot of stuff. He's got a good support staff. I think his coaching staff is behind him. David Vanderpool's fantastic. Brian Gates is fantastic. He's got a good staff. Um, so it's about winning. It's about talent. You know, I mean, you guys know that. I mean, you got to have the horses. If you don't have the horses, you can't win the game. It's it's too tough night in and night out. I mean, this this Nuggets team we're taking on today. Um, I mean, they are a talented team, and um, until you get the the kind of stars that you need to win, it's 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 difficult to do. But I think Ryan's done a great job. You think Sound has done a good job? Yeah. That's what yeah. Oh, I think he's. Yeah, I think he's done a good job. I think he's really done a good job. I, like I say, it's. I'm telling you, it, it's you know when you're around each other every day, and and like it's hard. Like I go to shoot around at practice, and it's the, the energy and the positivity and the way these guys work hard. It doesn't. I mean, obviously, it's not translated into into wins on the court all the time. But I think some of that is, um, you know, obviously before the before the uh, the trade deadline, it was about not having enough talent and not having enough shooting. Night in and out to win games to play the way they were playing, and then after the trade deadline, now you're trying to work up nine guys into a system. I mean, I mean that's a, that's almost unheard of. You know, bringing in nine new players at the trade deadline and then try to get those guys integrated when everybody else is um, already playing at a high level. So Ryan's done a great job. I think that you know they're going to get better. Um, I, I just it's, it, now it's up to Gerson to be able to get the horses on the roster to for him to be able to coach it, up, coach them up. Jim Peterson. So, pleasure to have you on. Why don't you get your emerge certificate, the best steakhouse in town? We give the gentleman your address, and we'll send you the certificate. Oh man, are you, I, I, that's always the thrill of coming on this show because I always know I'm getting the gift certificate. I love it. Thank you, Sid. Yeah, Jim, if you'll just add hold for our, just uh, as soon as we uh, go to break here, we'll get that uh, certificate off to you. Thanks, thanks so much. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate okay, it. Okay, guys. Good job okay, as usual. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. All right, it's Jim Peterson on his way to Murray's. I'm going to give the phone number here. We come back. We'll take your calls again. We had those two people again who said, oh, he went away from the calls just as I was uh, wanting to get in. So here you go. Your chance now is right after the break at 651-989-9226. 989-9226. Again, you can uh, also uh, use that to send us a text message. Okay, let's uh, take the break, and we'll come back with those calls right after this as you listen to the Sports with Sid, Dave, and Mike.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.